Greater Than Zero Percent is a 501c3 nonprofit that's on a mission to share stories of organizations from around the world that are changing lives. We have weekly episodes featuring amazing nonprofits and monthly episodes interviewing top business executives. You can find us at gtzp.org on your preferred streaming or social media platforms. All right. So thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode. It's Friday for us. I'm not sure when this is airing, actually Thursday next week. But um, in this episode, we have Aaron Barnett, who's the founder and director of Black Girls Dance. Aaron, thank you so much for your time this Friday. Thank you so much. All right. So per usual, we'd like to start with the mission of the organizations we are uh, interviewing. So what is the mission of Black Girls Dance? You know, our mission is to break barriers and provide opportunities for dancers of color. And we do that through performance opportunities, exposure to industry professionals and monetary scholarships. So we really just want to train, highlight and support dancers of color on their journey. Awesome. All right. So we'll get into all those details. But before we do, why you? Why is this something that you are putting your passions towards? Well, I'm the only one to do it. Not the only <laughs> one, but yeah, yeah. Uh, this is really something that I am 100% sure is my calling and my mission in life. Um, and I feel really, really blessed to be able to say that, that there, there's nothing I would rather be doing than this. You know, I grew up uh, just loving dance. I remember seeing like Fred Astaire movie and I was like, mom, that's me dancing with this glamorous dress and like, yeah. you know, all of the, the gracefulness. I just saw myself doing that. And so um, starting to get lessons and realizing at a young age that my career needed to shift to classical ballet. I don't know how I knew that at like 10, but <laughs> um, I went to a school that was, you know, not my local neighborhood school, but a school downtown and really received just a top tier dance education. But mm. it also came with a little bit of isolation. I was the only black girl. And so, you know, that came with a few harsh lessons for someone at that age to learn. A 10 year old. Yeah. I know, but you <laughs> yeah. know, it really shaped me. And I remember thinking if I ever grow up and have my own dance studio, I would provide dance downtown dance education on the South side for my community. Yep. And so now that I'm in this space and in this position, I'm like, yeah, I kind of called it at 12. So <laughs> that's why me. Um, and I really love it. I think about these girls and think about their futures and just, I've known a lot of them since they were like seven and eight. So to see them mature and develop into these beautiful young ladies is kind of like, just like, Oh, I get a front yeah. row seat to witness oh. their magic. So yeah, um, it's, it's, it's been an honor and a blessing to be in this position for me. Yeah. Wow. So uh, the origins, what were some of the first activities that you started with uh, when you founded the organization or even maybe before founding? Cause a lot of times the directors and executive directors you interview have been doing the work and then like, Oh, I should probably establish an organ, like a nonprofit. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So I'm wondering what were some of the initial activities you did that kind of maybe sparked you to being like, let's turn this into a real thing or there's something here. Hundred uh, so I'd love to hear the, the origin story. That definitely is what happened. I think after my, and I call it an enchanted career. Cause I really, <laughs> when I look back on it was like, wow, I was able to, you know, I went to Howard university and got my BFA in dance and theater arts and dance professionally for 
just amazing companies in New York and Philadelphia and, you know, dancing on tour with the Lion King. And I came back to Chicago and was teaching and kept running into these awesome dancers and they weren't <laughs> in professional companies. And I'm like, what are you doing? You went to Juilliard and you went to Fordham and like, why not? And so I was like, these girls need help and I'm the one to do it. And so <laughs> it started just like mentorship and using my connections and resources with people that were choreographers or, you know, artistic directors and helping these girls get jobs. Mm -hmm. And then from there, so it started like with workshops yep. and, you know, that evolved into conferences. So I would have yearly conferences where, you know, I would host anywhere from 60 to 80 girls all over the city of Chicago, bring in industry professionals to teach like an all day masterclass sort of conference uh, situation. And, you know, the responses between parents and having panelists of these industry where they could ask anything um, I just saw so many light bulbs click in and I'm like, you know, this is something that is really needed in our community. Living in yeah. LA and just being in the, in the industry, you realize that you can have all the talent in the world, but you sometimes need someone to bridge that gap. You need that yeah. introduction. You need, you know, someone to make the connection. And I love being that person for, you know, young professionals because they are so talented and it all, if all it takes is an introduction that, you know, of course I'm happy yeah. to do that. And so we were ha having the conferences and I was granting one deserving dancer, a thousand dollar scholarship. Scholarship has wow. always been important to me because, you know, I remember my mom working three jobs growing up in order to pay dance is not cheap. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, it was always the boys that got free rides. I'm talking, I know I have friends what? that never paid a dime for their dance education. And I was just like, must be nice. And yeah. so having this thousand dollar scholarship piece was, I know, you know, a big impact for not only the dancer, but for their families, mm -hmm. you know, and so just being able to award one dancer now for, since when we have our first conference, I think was in 2017. Now all of those scholarship winners have created their own little network and like they're the black girls dance, you know, $1,000 scholarship recipient. They're in their own little club now. <laughs> um, so seeing that has been magical, but you know, everything was hit and had to pivot and shift during the pandemic. And so that was when I was like the, the studio that I was the director at unfortunately closed. And I was like, these girls still, especially now still need a place to continue their training, have a safe space that they can interact and socialize with girls that, yeah. you know, they were used to seeing every week. And so I was like, okay, well, I already have the name black girls dance. And at that point, it wasn't really a business entity. It was just, you know, just an organization that I put together. Yeah. And so January, 2020 or no, January, 2021, I found, um, some space in a church basement and I had, I think 45 girls. And I was like, wow, we're going to just transform this space into a studio. And that's, it became, I registered for my nonprofit status then. And I think that came through around April and black girls dance 501 C three. Here wow. we are. 2020. One of the good I know, things that came out in 2020. Like, yeah. People that started businesses yeah. in the pandemic, I'm like, we need a parade. Like <laughs> yeah. we were just yeah, some yeah. crazy people on a mission. 
<laughs> and um, we made things happen. So yep. I really yep. don't take that lightly. And to see where the organization has grown has been tremendous. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to hear a little bit about some of the numbers and, and what you're able to track and measure to this point since the inception. Um, sure. Have you been able to, to see how many students have come through and scholarships mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just measuring the impact from a quant quantitative perspective yet? Sure. So we started in 2021. We had about 45 mm -hmm. kids in a, in a church basement. And in January of 2022, we moved into a bigger space. So yep. going from one studio, one room into um, a facility, the Mayfair Arts Center, which we are so blessed and fortunate to be resident partners with that organization because they are sort of an arts incubator and provide a subsidized rental space for five nonprofits. And oh, wow. so going back into this building, which was the original building of Mayfair. So many of us know that building as our dance home. So moving back there and now having access to five studios was incredible. So I think wow. at that time we had maybe 80 students. And so here we are 2023. Um, I think we're up to 160 students. Wow. And so I know it's been incredible being able to really utilize our nonprofit status and yeah. align with organizations that, you know, provide, we're in that grant hustle and it is yeah. more than a notion, <laughs> but we've um, been blessed to uh, align with foundations like the Ronald and McDaniel foundation, the girls opportunity Alliance, um, which is a partnership with the Obama foundation yeah. and really secure funding. I think last year, um, through the McDaniel Foundation, we were able to award 17 scholarships. Wow. Um, and this is just tuition yeah. scholarships for girls during the year. So we still do yep. our $1,000 scholarship um, in June, but providing, you know, June is just one month. You know, these girls yep. need help and subsidized um, assistance throughout the year. So we've just seen an incredible organic growth, and most of it really is word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. that's, you know, a business owner's <laughs> dream because that means, you know, parents are out there sharing the word and giving their testimonies and seeing yeah. what their own daughters have experienced. And um, we even have a few boys in our program now. It's oh, so funny. yeah, people I was like, say. Yeah. yeah, people are like, is it just yeah. for girls? We are, we open the door. If you want to dance, Yeah, we talked on. about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the um, football, my dad's football background. Absolutely. And my yeah, it's dance important. Dance is for yeah. everyone, and it, it is, is it important. Is. And, you know, it's so wonderful to see, like, these little boys and – I'm like, it's really an untapped market because you have a yeah, room full yeah. of girls and um, just to see them at that age, um, leaning in. It's having a blast. Game. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, so you said the, in your origin, your, your background, when you were 10, got started into it, um, kind of the, the, the experience of you being the only black person in the classes. Have mm -hmm. you seen that change over time? Uh, or is there still a huge, huge gap? Because obviously you, you, you named your organization after that specific problem that mm -hmm. there's not enough black girls in dance. Mm -hmm. uh, so have you been able to see it change over time? Is it, is it changing? Are we treading in the right direction or is there still we tons are. of work to do? Yep. We are absolutely treading in the right direction, um, but there's always work to do. Yep. I think, yep. you know, now with the popularity of, you know, um, 
diversity and inclusion with ballet and that huge movement, it's trickling down into the world of concert dance. So by concert mm. dance, I mean, you know, not Broadway and not commercial dance, but concert dance, more contemporary, modern based dance companies. Um, but there's still a lot of work to do. I yep. think, you know, dance is just one of those things for so many years um, people of color were excluded from because it was this upper echelon um, mm. in terms of training and exposure. And, you know, if you're going to the ballet, you know, you have to have your mink on and all those fabulous things. <laughs> and what we're seeing now are more dancers of color on stage. And it's just yep. important. Yep. That representation matters. Yep. And it gives, you know, all like not just girls, but everyone an opportunity to see what's possible if they want to pursue a career in the arts, not just on stage, but backstage and all of the things, all the career paths that, you know, are important. And, you know, we are, when I came back to Chicago to see that deficit still, but that was like 2015. So, yep. you know, we're almost 10 years, a decade later, I've definitely have noticed um, shifts and progress, but there's still a lot of work to do. Yeah. What are the benefits, like physically, mentally, emotionally, of dancing? <laughs> Everything. Well, I, you know, yeah. I call it, it's like the fountain of youth. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing like 25-year-olds wrapping their, their arms around you when you come into a studio to keep you young. Like, you have to figure out how to still walk in that manner. But yeah, um, yeah. it really, being around, they're the magic of, you know, the... Mm the inhibitions and just the freedom of being five and no bills, you know, is magical. <laughs> but I really think that movement in general mm. is the key to staying young and staying active and, and getting older. You really understand that you can't take that for granted. I always yeah. tell my parents, I'm like, I have like access to all of these parents and I look in the rooms and, you know, the parent waiting rooms and I'm like, what if they were just, you know, doing some mild chair yoga or, you know, just something to yeah, stay active. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah. well, maybe they've been working all day. They need a moment to decompress and sit down. <laughs> that's but true. That's true. Yeah. I really think whatever it is, I really think that movement and being active, you know, we sat down for two years straight. So mm. it's like, yeah. we need to reimagine what movement looks like and in any capacity, whether it's, you know, five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, an hour a day, just having a practice that's yours. For me, it really grounds me and just brings me back into my body and connects me. So when I'm out in the world and doing what I need to do, I have to take that time just to get centered for myself. So no matter what age, young, old, movement is the key. It's for yeah. everybody. Yeah. And also we talked about this. I, I did a couple of dance classes in college. Yes. Another thing that I experienced was breathing, like breath. Totally. Like paired with movement. It's just like mind blowing how it connects you with your body. <laughs> it's a connection. And people, I think, get intimidated. They're like, oh, no, I can't do that. It's like, you know, they think hiking is intimidating. I'm like, hiking is walking. Like, it's yeah. not intimidating. You know, <laughs> oh, yoga, it's, I can't do that. I'm going to have to balance on my eyelash. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Yoga is breathing. Like yes. dancing yeah. is also breathing. You just may be using an arm or like extending yeah. a part of your, you know, a limb. It's not, it doesn't have to be intimidating. If we find ways to make it fun 
and yeah. make it accessible, yeah. I think that everyone can lean in. There's a dancer inside everyone. You can't tell me that there isn't. <laughs> I think so too. Yes. I would have to agree with that. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, so uh, last question before we move on to the future plans. Mm -hmm. um, so diversity, I feel like is, is a term that I hear a lot, mm -hmm. uh, which is a good thing. It's, it's good that we're talking about it. 100%. How does that play into uh, your industry? Like obviously getting more black girls involved in dance, what mm -hmm. are the benefits of having more diversity in that industry specifically? Well, it's all about just exposure and opportunities yeah. and knowing what's out here. I mean, girls with the popularity of like TikTok and all of these social media platforms that encourage dance, you know, it's one thing to be, you know, a dancer inside your home, but another thing to know that this can really be a career. I've been yeah. so fortunate and have had a career that has allowed me to perform literally all over the world. I mean, I was in a dance company and it was quite common to do six week tours in Europe. Yeah. So, you know, that was a different time. I understand that. But, you know, when I tell my students now, tell my students now that they're just kind of, you know, you see them like, huh. And then I also have to throw like, out, that's I'm like, possible. Like, that's yeah. possible. And I'm yeah. like, not yeah. only that is possible, but I've also danced for Beyonce. They, Beyonce, they're like, okay, wait okay, a minute. Now I'll pay attention. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, it's seeing that light bulb of yeah. possibility yeah. go off wow. in them. And that's what you know, diversity means because, you know, sometimes you look on TV or you, you go to the theater and you only see, you know, that same, those same images. And for black and brown girls, it, it kind of crushes them because they don't think that there's a place for them. Mm -hmm. And it's important. I just took a group of students to see the whiz that was here at the Cadillac theater here in Chicago. Um, and it's important for them to see people that look like them on stage yeah. because they realize like, okay, maybe I can do this. And even if they don't want a professional career, it's important to instill these nuggets of arts appreciation because even if they become doctors or lawyers or scientists, they will have that experience of self-discipline, time management, accountability, teamwork in an environment that's nurturing and you know inclusive so that they can go out and accomplish whatever it is they want so yeah you know it's just part of this lived experience that you know grounds them and lets them know that whatever they want to do that they have a support system and they know what it takes to to achieve their dreams it's all about discipline and confidence yeah. i tell tell them all the time like dance is just the vessel like the core <laughs> of this program is really confidence and giving yeah. them those tools to really just know who they are believe in themselves and achieve whatever they want yeah well for people that do follow this as a career what are, what are some of the hard aspects of dancing? Cause I'm sure like anything you do professionally, yes. it's hard. It is <laughs> so hard. What, what's hard about it. Is it like, obviously the, all the constant training. Uh, so it's probably taxing on your body, traveling a lot, uh, nonstop days. Yeah. I'm sure there's a very you know, hard aspects of this. Dancers <laughs> are magical beings in, in the way that <laughs> you, you see all that, you know, that, you know, growing up, you hear, and this is something that I'm committed to as well, is creating um, passive avenues of passive income for dancers mm -hmm. because, you know, dancers make less than teachers. 
yet it's such the dream and we can't imagine doing anything else. And I just think it's so incredibly unfair to invest your entire life and to make sacrifices um, growing up, you know, your friends are doing these things. Nope, I have dance only to graduate with a degree and still be making like under the poverty level. It's just, it's incredibly unfair. And so the biggest thing for me now and what the challenge is, is to create, um, to reimagine what careers look like, because Mm -hmm. yes, it's a challenge. Yes. You use your body as your instrument. Um, and those kind of challenges, it's, it's tough, but it also comes with a certain, I don't know, satisfaction of knowing that you have an awareness about your body that other people don't have. You know, I tell my students all the time, dancers are special. You know, you walk around, you enter a room and people know that you're a dancer just by your posture. Literally. Yeah. Literally. If if people would walk on clouds, that's, that's what I like, what I see when I see dancers like dancing or walking, I'm like, they're walking on clouds. Like how do they like flow through a room like that? It's just innate nature and and, you know, the the training and the 10,000 hours of standing at a ballet bar, yes. you know, carrying your arms and carrying your body a certain way that yeah. gives you really a sense of confidence and knowing that yeah. you can do things with your body that other people can't. It's like yeah. this yeah. secret yeah. society of a superpower. So while it comes with its challenges, both mental and physical, because, you know, you're also, once you get out there, you're going on, you know, auditions every day and you have to develop that resilience attitude to know that no matter how many no's, there's going to be a yes. And to wake up, wash, repeat, and do that same thing day in and day out without getting discouraged. Or when you have days where you're feeling discouraged, knowing who you can call and having that support system to encourage you is so important. So, you know, we have, we have to be that for each other and to be accountable for each other, but it creates this beautiful lifelong friendship. I have friendships and bonds with people that I've known since, you know, my first day of dance. Um, And that's quite special. So seeing my girls now and knowing that they've been dancing together since they were three, it's, it's really, it's, it's quite special, very yeah. special. I'd love, I'd love to, to hear an example of some stories or a story of, of maybe one of the girls that's gone through your program and, and maybe how it has impacted them uh, and kind of brought them down a path of, you know, their choosing and their doing and their passions. Well, um, if you have any examples. <laughs> of course, there's so many. There's um, a young lady, Eden, and uh, I remember her. Of course. And it's so funny that they keep growing up and yet I'm the same age. Like, exactly. I definitely was her teacher at Mayfair. I think she must've been eight or nine and, mm-hmm. you know, just noticing again in her, this, this, her, just the design of her body and her feet that this girl has what it takes. Um, yep. She danced and trained at the Joffrey here in Chicago. And last year, or no, this year in 2023, she was the $1,000 Black Girls Dance Scholarship recipient. So that 
sort of catapulted her summer. She mm -hmm. was able to train at ABT, which for people that don't know, is the American Ballet Theater. Now, mm -hmm. American Ballet Theater is synonymous with professional dance, and it is also where Misty Copeland is the principal dancer, and she was a, for sure a catalyst in bringing awareness and attention to mm -hmm black ballerinas and dancers of color in ballet specifically. So Eden was able to do the summer intensive at American Ballet Theater and get just incredible feedback and attention and um, just the, the things that every girl wants from like instructors, you're in New York City, um, and yeah. now she's even, she's used all of that and the connections she's made to now she's in San Francisco training at um, Alonzo King's Lines Ballet. So even, and yeah. she's only 18. So she's been able to, <laughs> I know, she's had the summer in New York City dancing at ABT in their scholarship wow. program. Yeah. And now she's in San Francisco. I mean, she's living the life like this yeah. girl, yeah. you know, and, <laughs> and again, she's a part of that $1,000 scholarship club. And so yeah. we have other girls that are now at Juilliard yeah. and yeah. are dancing at their um, schools of higher learning. And it's just a beautiful thing to know that I've had this kind of impact. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. think of like the web that'll be created from her alone. Absolutely. With the people that Absolutely. she will inspire. Yeah. Yeah. And she, the first thing she said, she's like, I want to come back and do a workshop and show the girls like the new way I've learned how to sew my point shoes. I'm like, <laughs> say when, say when, yes, yes, yes. Like they need to know all the new things that the girls in New York and San Francisco are doing, yeah, and punching, yeah. you know, that whole thing. So it's wonderful because even at that age, she still knows that it's important to share what she's yeah. um, been experiencing yeah. and the girls just are hanging on their every word. So it's really wonderful. Wow. The future. The future. It's what bright. do you have planned for Black Girls Dance? <laughs> oh, so many things. Yeah. Well, we are gearing up for Mary. I mm. always get excited for Mary because it is my contribution to the holiday magic um, for people that you know love Nut Nutcracker but want an alternative to Nutcracker. Yeah. Mary, a holiday dancical, is inspired by Langston Hughes's Black Nativity. And it's my take. I wrote it, I choreographed it, and directed it. And wow. it's my it's my take on Black Nativity, telling the lens, telling the story of Black Nativity through the lens of a teenage girl. So, wow. but it's circa now. So they're at yeah, Nazareth yeah. Academy, and these girls are in what? high school. And what yeah. would it have been like for a 15-year-old? to you know, be discovering what is my purpose in life only to know that she's got a pretty important job and <laughs> um, you know, telling the story through the innovation of my incredible videographer and like just using projection and texting and all of these things. Um, so that show wow. is happening yeah. December 17th at the yep. Riva and David Logan Center for the Arts here in Chicago at uh, six o'clock. So yeah. Yeah. that's what we're gearing up for. Um, and I'm very excited. You can get tickets, of course, on our website. Follow us on all the social media platforms at Black Girls Dance on Instagram and Facebook to get tickets. Uh, but the future is looking very bright. I mean, if our growth continues in this way, you know, my vision is for 
multiple cities to have Black Girls Dance because it's not just Chicago. Um, it's multiple yep. cities. I would love to see the conference in London, you know, just to have this global movement. You know, Black Girls Dance is not just a studio. It is a global movement. And the more, um, the further our reach, the more we can expand our network, the better. I think, you yep. know, girls need this. And I just think, imagine how cool it would be to, you know, if I was a girl and I'm, I'm traveling somewhere to Spain and I could like get on the network and be like, oh, there's a studio <laughs> here that, you know, you can yeah. come take class and, you know, just, just imagine that kind of connection globally. That really yeah. Yeah. inspires me. Or flip-flopping workshops like Chicago is going to be training in London for a week and London yes. is in Chicago. Yeah, and that, yeah. things like that are happening. I was able to teach in Bermuda over the summer and we've already planted seeds of some sort of collaboration because who doesn't, if you live in Chicago, who doesn't want to go to Bermuda and, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> to just put on like a big youth arts festival and to yep. see like yep. all of these girls just sharing their passion for art and dance and just how wonderful that would be. Oh, so this episode's airing on December 14th. So you said December okay. 17th is the actual. Yes. All right. So, so people, people that are listening, have you have time. three days to get your tickets. Get so tickets. Black Girls Dance website, social media, we'll share it in the show notes. Perfect. Go get your ticket, go attend the event. And um, no, awesome. Awesome. Yes. So uh, other than that, is there anything we missed or anything you want to leave us with before we wrap up this episode? I think we talked about it. Get those tickets from Mary. It's just yep. a wonderful um, evening at the theater. It's something for the entire family to enjoy. And um, if anyone in the Chicago area is looking for dance instruction, Black Girls Dance is where you want to be. If you're on the South Side, um, our yep. instructors are phenomenal. And um, we start them at the ripe age of three. So if you're three, <laughs> oh my God, that is adorable. Up, it is so adorable. Oh my um, gosh. It really is. I have the best, best job in the world. Um, <laughs> I really, really love it. And it's just the yep. cutest thing. Awesome. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank Again, you, we'll share Justin. all the, the links in the show notes here and appreciate your time and good I luck with the upcoming show, Mary. Thank uh, you. And good luck with the future that, that, that you shared with us. Thank you. We'll keep you posted. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Greater Than Zero Percent. To find more episodes or to have your organization featured on the podcast, you can find us at gtzp.org on your preferred streaming or social media platforms. Find your cause with greater than 0%.